0: How to create and launch effective direct mail campaigns with Canada Post's Essential Guide to Direct Mail. Visit Canadapost.ca forward slash DM Guide to get your free copy. So you want to grow your business. Now what? MailChimp's all-in-one marketing platform. That's what. It has all the marketing tools you need in one place so you can save time and money. And it's powered by a marketing CRM so you can collect, organize, and understand your audience data and make smarter marketing choices. MailChimp. That's what. Learn more at MailChimp.com. Diversify. Don't just put all your eggs in one export market think about what other export markets you could do well at and EDC will help you figure that out. With Export Development Canada doing business abroad doesn't need to be risky. We take on the risks, so you can think bigger and grow confidently. EDC take on the world.
1: A real entrepreneur helping others succeed. This is your host Rivers Corbett on the Startup Canada podcast. million entrepreneurs. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google Play Music, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. And you know, one of the great things I love about interviewing amazing rock star entrepreneurs from across the planet is what we learn from them. And that's why I started GoForth Garage. GoForth Garage is all about providing you with the resources, the coaching, the mentorship, the programs to help you and your business. Just check us out at goforthgarage.com. That's GoForth garage.com This is Bobby Reset Founder and CEO of The Virtual Gurus. Welcome to the Startup Canada podcast show, ladies and gentlemen, where we hang out with entrepreneurs. That's what we do. We hang out, we connect, we learn, and ultimately, we make impact. And today's guest is Bobby Rossette. She is a Métis woman, entrepreneur, and the founder and CEO of The Virtual Gurus, which is a Calgary-based startup company that connects their clients with trained skilled virtual assistants. She has created a platform that makes Canadian-based freelance workers and virtual assistants accessible to businesses of any size. In addition to that, to add credibility to the work workers she provides to businesses across North America, the Virtual Gurus Academy was recently launched allowing freelancers to diversify their skill set, making them more marketable to Virtual Gurus clients. This is going to be a great conversation and also making them more higher across industry sectors. Bobby's tireless commitment to diversity and inclusion makes Virtual Gurus a truly progressive organization. Not only is Virtual Gurus female-owned and operated, but the team also shares a commitment to provide safe and healthy workplaces for freelancers from every walk of life in any community and part of any race. As a woman in leadership position, Bobby holds herself to the highest standard ensuring that she is consistently someone her team is able to look up to approach for answers and committed to her own personal growth this makes her stand out in any room as a person and i've had a little conversation already with her and i can see her standing out in a room as a person who has taken an idea grown it into a hugely profitable business as well as as a supportive community of workers bobby welcome to the startup canada podcast show
2: Hi, Rivers. Great. Thank you. Thanks for the introduction.
1: Yeah. Well, I've got we we talk about team and and so on. I've got a great team that puts together some wonderful information on our guests. Um, I want to dive into to something non business to start with, and it re- references to personal growth. Can you talk? Can you talk about one uh, what that means to you, and two how you develop your own personal growth?
2: Uh, I think, you know, personal growth to me is something that, especially in this last couple of years, I've really had to focus on. Uh, But but really, my number one thing is just staying true to myself, Mm. Uh, you know, and I know we'll touch on it. But uh, being kind of socially awkward and and certain things, I I realize I need to just stay true to who I am and be who I am and not try to be uh, with the rest of the startups or everybody else is doing and just be, hey, Bobby, this is you. Be you. Go out there and just be you, and that's super important to me. And that I think that also uh, inspires a lot of our current contractors.
1: Do you talk? Do you talk to the, your contractors about that? About them just being them.
2: I do. Um, so literally just last week, I was uh, I got to sit down with uh, 10 of my contractors in Toronto yes. to come out for a beautiful dinner. And, mm. and it was just such a diverse group and watching them laugh and joke and just have fun. Yeah. It's just amazing. And I, I ended up saying to them, you know, just be yourself. If a client doesn't like you because of this, we can't change that. But we're always going to be who we are. And uh, they just they love it. And I try to be there to encourage them as much as possible.
1: So one of my favorite questions when I'm at networking events is I don't tell, I don't ask people, I don't say, uh, so what do you do? I tell, I ask them, so what's your story? So tell us, what's your story? Where did it start? And uh, what, what's kind of been your path to, to where you are today?
2: <laughs> well um so being in alberta i worked in oil and gas just like quite a few people out here yes. uh, but also being alberta the layoffs uh the layoffs were coming and they happened for me uh so all my friends in my plants that i was working at were were getting laid off uh so they were all dropping like flies around me and i knew my time was coming but but I was a foreman so I, I, I stayed longer and longer but I just didn't know when and I knew it was going to happen so I started doing the market research on uh, being a freelancer myself and that's where I started coming up with uh, there was a lot of pain points a lot of issues and I uh, started working I was working 12-14 hour shifts at the plants and then going back into my dorm or my, my camp so to say and working from there and then going back and working all over again uh, knowing that the time was coming. Wow. Uh, so from there, yeah, it was pretty crazy. And mm. then when the layoff did come, I was my very first virtual assistant, of course, uh, <laughs> of course. Um, and then I worked in coffee shops and did whatever I could to to just make ends meet while I started getting it going.
1: So um, why this space though? What's uh, what was the element that you said? Oh, okay, I I need to look after myself. I need to uh, I need to take responsibility. Uh, what what was the what were the trigger points you saw in the marketplace that said this is the area I want to go in?
2: Really what it was is I started signing up to a lot of freelancing sites and it it was just, it was a mess. It was difficult, uh, not only for myself, but difficult for the business as well. Uh, So for myself, I started having to bid as low as $2 an hour on certain jobs. Wow. Just It was crazy, you know, and and I get it, you know, offshore, it's great. Like, I totally get it. Like, there was nothing against it, but that just wasn't for me. Uh, And then for the business side, after talking with business owners and entrepreneurs that were using the service, they were saying that it would take them two to four hours just to, like, go through and comb through millions of applications. And they were like, it was just too much time for them. They just couldn't do it. So that's kind of where the idea actually stemmed from. Was if I can make it good experience for the freelancer and a good experience for the client, how can I do that?
1: So, that's, so talk. Who was your first customer?
2: Um, <laughs> my first customer is actually a client of ours right now, C4 Media, and they're still a client. Yes. Uh, and they're still with me, and they're they're phenomenal. Um, and my very first VA is still their VA. Uh, so it's it's just been great that they've been here for three years now uh, since we've launched and. Um, you know, we've obviously have gone through clients because there's a lot of trial and error. Yes. And um, yeah, no, there's still clients, and they're obviously still enjoying the service.
1: <laughs> so, a very, very competitive world you play in, and you you uh, you reference one of those competitive pressures is offshore. Um, and i'm always a fan of you winning the game even if it's a very competitive environment by zagging when everybody else zigs so can okay. you can you talk to me about your zag because obviously you've grown your business you' you're you're, you're uh, really uh, creating something special with your clients particularly you know indic- indicative of the ones that are staying with you since day one can you talk about the zag piece of your uh, virtual gurus
2: I I think, you know, I have a few zags, but I think the number one thing that stands out to me is, is I want to provide quality remote workers. Um, But I want to provide quality remote workers onshore. I want to provide workers that we're bringing back into the Canadian economic development. That was when I first started it. That was my vision. Now it's obviously since evolved But that was my first goal was I want to give Canadian workers those who have struggled finding work in the past, like myself, Mm. those who come from very diverse backgrounds, those who, who, you know, have issues that they can't uh, go out and find work or have social anxiety like I do Uh myself. Uh So it was huge for me to have that. And so now it's since evolved into just that, like, and it's been phenomenal. Um, But I think that that would be my number one, zag. The second would be the academy. Because I want to give back to to aspiring entrepreneurs. Everybody that works for us, we help them start their own corporations. We help them do their taxes. We get them out there and they're getting their own companies. They're getting work from us Uh, and and helping them skill up is so important. Mm. They can't necessarily afford to go to school.
1: And how are you helping them do that? scale up because that's uh, I mean, that's, that's growth. And if you're not growing, you're dying. How do you, how do you uh, approach that, that, that Academy piece where you're helping them scale? I think this is so cool.
2: Yeah. So the Academy is, is, is our, it's definitely our differentiator. Um, so we actually even have competitors sending their freelancers to our academy right now which is so funny um but the academy is the whole point of it was was when i first started this i didn't have the skills myself to start my own website like i did uh, to build my own company like i did i didn't have those skills so i just went online and signed up for courses to learn myself yes so because i know the virtual assistant and remote agency or industry very very well um that's where i decided the freelancing academy would be perfect so a lot of our our current agents will say, you know, I want to learn social media more. And I'll say, listen, go to these courses. And they go into our academy, they take the courses. And then they not only skill up, but they skill up in order for us to be able to give them more clients, because the more skills they have, the more clients they get with us. So they don't necessarily need to just have clients with just us. They can have clients on their own, because they're now incorporated. They have their own GST numbers. They have all of that. We're helping them just get there. Um, So a lot of yeah, which is which is actually like amazing when I see some of them just off on their own and you're like, Wow, they have fifteen clients and they're doing phenomenal and you know, it's it's
1: great. So somebody's listening in now is saying, Oh, wait a minute, wait, wait a minute, Bobby, because what you've done is you've really opened up yourself for one potential competition and how do you so let's get into the hardcore, the ugly side of business. How do you quote unquote protect yourself from, you know, a virtual assistant taking clients that you gave them?
2: See, this is the cool thing is 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 our uh, legal team. Yes, yep. <laughs> uh, We've created a lot of good contracts. Um, so the number one thing to me is it's it's contracts aside, agreements aside, it's actually the devotion to the company that's really important to me. Um, so we make the assistants that work here we make them want to work here, we make them want to stay we treat them well, uh, we give them promotions, we give them discounts, we give them fun things to do as well like take them out for dinner in Toronto to a nice beautiful big dinner night and we try to do what we can to to intrigue them to stay. Um, the one thing that I found with the VAs is they like the stability from us Yes. Of so course. if a client approaches them and says hey uh, listen I want to work with you outside of virtual gurus the VA knows, and they've signed a contract as well. The VA knows, um, you know, if I do that, a virtual will take away all my clients. I'll never be able to work with them again. Uh-huh. Um, and uh-huh. I'm not going to do that, you know, and uh-huh. they don't want to chance that. So um, it, it's really only happened two or three times from what we know. Yes. And uh, the client has to actually buy out. So uh-huh. it's it's. Yeah, yeah, that's so cool. But- <laughs> well, you know, it's a,
1: I, I run uh, one of my businesses. I'm a um, I am I have chefs that I provide to the Sobeys organization here in Atlanta, Canada, uh, to do cook, cooking classes in uh, uh-huh. their stores. And we do about 60 classes a week for them. It's a wonderful piece of business. Sobeys has been just wow. epic to us. And, you know, the concern initially was going to be, uh, okay, well, what about these chefs? They're going to go off and do it their own. But the reality is they don't, one, know how to do it, nor do they want to do it. Mm-hmm. They, wa- they want to they do their trade. They don't like mm-hmm. sales. They don't like marketing. And so yeah. they get the best of both worlds. They can do what they love yeah. to do and you keep giving them clients. It's a no freaking yep. brainer to hang out with you. And then you're taking them to dinner at the same time. So, yeah. <laughs> that, so I, I think that yeah. that's really a lesson in understanding what people love to do and understanding what they don't like to do. And you focus on, on, uh, and, on addressing both of them in virtual gurus. It's so, mm-hmm. so great. So tell us about, um, so tell us about, uh, um, uh, some of the challenges that you've faced in building this this great. Well, first of all, the network itself. Where does it? Where, where's uh, where are all your virtual gurus Canadian based?
2: Uh, Yeah, so right now, they're all Canadian-based, but a lot of them are are either traveling and working nomads and just working Mm. while they're enjoying life. Um, Some are, uh, a lot of them are Canadian-based. Right now, we have quite a few who are stay-at-home moms, single stay-at-home moms who are struggling to make ends meet and can't afford Uh, daycare. uh. Uh, But they're super experienced. They're amazing. um, And so we're able to supply them the work so they can afford to get part-time daycare, send their kids to school, and then be able to uh, work. And just, it's just phenomenal. Um, we have quite a few people in like, the LGBTQ community, uh, some who are transitioning genders who can't find work while they're in the middle of their process. And so we, we really try to get back into that diverse um, um, crowd. But right now we're all Canadian and uh, mm. we are going U.S. and the U.K. right away.
1: Oh, that's beautiful. Um, I want to talk about the diverse workplace uh, in a bit, but um, I want to talk about uh, getting back to that question about the, some of the challenges that you face. Could pick, just pick one that that in building a, a strategy like you have that you say, you know, if you're thinking of doing a similar model, not necessarily you don't have to give mm-hmm. trade, trade secrets, but a similar mm-hmm. model, uh, What uh, what is one thing you say, remember this on your journey?
2: Um. I I think for me, it would be creating the culture that wants people to stay, uh, that allows people to want to stay, sorry. Um, Creating the culture is super important. And when I first started off, I really struggled with that. And I str- like it's hard, it's difficult, um, and and that was really difficult for me was making sure that that culture spreads across Canada because everybody's remote, but at the same time stays within my internal headquarters here in Calgary, uh, and so that was my number one thing. Where I wish if I could do things differently, I would have started that out right from the get-go as opposed to building it um, as I go into the culture. It is because that took a lot more harder work, I think. Wow, that's, that's um, so so I think cool. that that's yeah
1: yeah well a culture beats strategy every time right that's uh that's so cool um so um you what are the what are the what are the pain points that you're helping your clients deal with in their business um and why they're what, when, when they call you they say this is my frustration this is what's keeping me up awake at night what is the typical theme of that <laughs>
2: Uh, it changes so much. We have so many calls and, and sometimes I, I I was laughing with my sales team before actually, because sometimes we actually feel like we're, um, that we're, we're, we're like therapists sometimes because (laughs) the business owners call and they're like, Oh my God. And then you end up just talking them through it and like walking them (laughs) up, like talking them off the ledge. (laughs) Um, and now as an entrepreneur myself, I get it. I have two assistants that haven't handled all my work. I have so much work. So, um, I, I guess the pain points would be that, uh, that people have brought to us is, is they don't necessarily need to or can afford to get a full-time person sitting in their office being uh, their, their administrative assistant. Um, and so with us, they only pay for the time worked. So it's a subscription model, but they pay, let's say they get a 20-hour package, uh, and your assistant only does uh, email management. It takes 22 minutes. The clients only build for that 22 minutes. So that might be all they need in that day. So it's 100% efficiency for them, cost savings for them. And then they're realizing the productivity levels that are helping them kind of create their, their business and exceed. Now, for the larger companies that use us, which we have a lot of corporate accounts that use us, yes, um, and then we're building remote teams of up to 50 to 100 people for them. Those wow. ones come to us in more of a, you know, virtual working is the new way. Yes, Yes. So, you know, that's how they come to us. So it uh, kind of differs depending on the, the industry and, and, and the group.
1: Um, you may want to, my friend, uh, connect with my friend, Mary Doyle. She runs an organization called Rural On Purpose, and it's and it's to develop uh, a freelance, uh, to support and develop freelance entrepreneurs in, uh, in rural settings. Anyway, just a little sidebar uh-huh. note there. It might yeah. be an organization that would be very mi- nicely aligned with what it is that you're trying to accomplish and you can tell mary that i sent you i sent you her way so it's uh yeah she's she's doing some really cool stuff in that in that whole environment and and that's what you're doing you really it's not only single moms uh, and you're now affording people in rural settings who want to stay living in these smaller Mm -hmm. communities to now Mm -hmm. find employment
2: Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And we have a ton of people that are in rural settings and uh, they're just, they're, they're loving it. It's great.
1: That Mm -hmm. is, that is so cool. So, so let's talk a little bit more about the culture. The dinner's nice. And you, you, what I love about what you did, by the way, with the piece that you went to Toronto and you met them face to face. And so why did you do that? why didn't you just say let's get together on the phone we'll all kind of just uh, you know I'll, I'll have i'll have something delivered to your home we can have a virtual dinner why did you actually <laughs> get on the plane and go down there
2: I mean, you know, I, I wish I could say that I could meet all of my contractors now, but there's just so many of them. There's just no possible way. But I think that that brings into part of the culture and the diversity angle, too, um, is me showing up and just being who I am and and showing them, you know, I'm just a normal person with like tattoos on my arms. And, and I'm, you know, and, and they get to see me and I'm a person of color and they are. Yes. And it's just it's just amazing to have that dinner and just spend that quality time with them now. That said, I can't see them all, and I sure. know a lot of them might listen to this, and and you know because a lot of <laughs> them are just inspired by what with the story of this, and they love being a part of it. But yes. I wish I the I personally wish I could just go and meet them all, but I can't. Sure. Um, so how do you nurture? Do yeah, it,
1: yeah. Sorry, go for it. Yeah. The
2: reason you do it. Yeah. Well, the reason I try to do it as much as I can is is I think that it shows them that they're not just there for my profit and for my business, and that so I, I want to show them it's their business too.
1: Right, right, right yeah, and so uh, what are some some little nuggets that you do to let's let's assume you couldn't go to see any of them face to face how are, what are some of the uh, little nuggets you use to continually engage, connect, love your uh, your contractors?
2: Yeah so we host uh, monthly town halls okay. And uh, so they're all virtual. They're virtual town halls. And so we put all of them on a Zoom or on a on a virtual live meeting. Yep. Um, and it's great. And I, we meet them all. And then I just do the talking for a little bit. And then we open the floor and we questions and Q&A, give some gift cards out and for the, nice. the high performers. And we just do stuff. We try to support them. Uh, we have an internal system where they can go in there and get any support that they need. Yes. So, for example, if one of them says, my client needs this, but I don't know how to do it, another virtual assistant or remote worker can go in and say, I can help you with that. And so they're creating a community. And what, what everybody on the outside doesn't see is on the inside, we have a massive community. We have a Slack system that they all hang out in. We have um, – our project system that they they create procedures in for each other and they help each other and then we have the academy and then we have a private facebook group for them all um Mm. so there's there's a lot of community support in fact we're we're thinking of creating a a a virtual assistant summit with all of them because they just (laughs) love it
1: Uh, Mm. i I think that's so cool so (laughs) you say you got a sales team can you talk to me about your sales team
2: yeah. So most of our sales team are in Toronto right now. Um, and that's because our, most of our clientele comes from Ontario. Okay, uh, okay. So we are building an internal sales team right now. Now the sales team aren't out there doing any cold sales or anything. What it is, is, is they're all coming to us. So okay. right now we have around, I'd say 250 to 350 inbound requests to user services a month. A month? Um, every, a month. Yeah. And how yeah. many contractors do you have right now? 120 that okay. are actively working, but we have 17,000 in our database. <laughs> <laughs> can, can you just
1: repeat that for our audience?
2: Uh, so we have 17,000 contractors <laughs> that are pre-vetted and ready to rock are in our database. Oh, They're already man. pre-vetted and, and going through the academy. Yes. And then we have 150 active that are, are working right now, but we're onboarding 20 this week. So
1: And when did you uh, start your business?
2: Um, almost three years ago. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I love it. I love
1: it. I love it. I love it. It's so it's so cool. I mean, I just I really do. You know you, why? For all kinds of reasons, but one of them is is that you, as, as I say, you're in a very competitive environment, and you're Ooh. rocking it. You're rocking it for all of the yes, the deliverables that are important to your customers, but then there's those underlying soft reasons as to why you're killing it also, and uh, like. I'm just meeting you for the first time. I'm going to tell you, I'm proud of you as a Canadian. I'm proud of you as a Canadian. And, uh, you know, I don't think we have, an, we have enough. it's uh, one thing I love about the podcast is it really brings out the heroes of the entrepreneurs and their journeys that they're on, no matter what level they're at. Uh, but, uh, this is, uh, you know, y- y- entrepreneurs need to look to you and, and learn from what, what it is you're doing. And this is, we, we highlight those things. So I'm having a little tear moment here. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> As we go through that, but uh, so my
2: motto is you inspire one, you inspire a nation. So that's I just right. inspired a nation. Thank you. You're, just- so.
1: <laughs> you're welcome. So um so yeah, your sales team all inbound. Uh, I interrupt it with the with the mic drop seventeen thousand. So so um so that your sales team's responsibility is to is to work with the clients that are requesting Uh, um, to work with you guys and then you uh, and then do they then make the alignment with the virtual assistant how does that happen
2: well, so so what they're doing more is a kind of a consultation type um, because the one thing that makes us different. Now we are automating this, just so you know. So, but one thing that makes us different than um, our competitors is we have more of that consultation type. We want to match make them perfectly. Um, you're never going to be able to match make 100, but our matchmaking uh, rate right now is 95, percent which is insanely good. So, in order to match make, we need to get to know the client and we need to make sure that we know the VAs. So. So the, the, on this end, what we're doing is automating it so that the client can come through on the smaller clients, can come through and pick their own VA. so our sales team can keep working on the larger clients that keep coming to us. Um, so in this case, uh, our salespeople are actually talking to them and getting to know them and then telling them which package works best for them and filling them in on how it works, bringing them in. As far as matching, that is done internally through our algorithm matchmaking And so we do it internally here in our headquarters. And uh, so if client comes and says, I need social media, but I also want like bookkeeping. And then I want to make sure that all of my phones are answered in this, this, and that they Mm. have to be Eastern time zone. So Mm. we punch it through our algorithms based on that and their personality and match them. So, so so I'm going to
1: stop now talking about virtual gurus, except to say, (laughs) and and, and no, because I want to do a pivot to you. I want, to, I want to learn more about your story. Um, but the, uh, before I do that, um, somebody is leaning in now and they say, get the website address, Rivers. How do I get in contact with? To ask them how, how, because I really need to talk to, uh, to Bobby and her team. How do they do that?
2: Uh, we are at uh, www.thevirtualgurus.com dot com uh and then on when you go to the page you can click either hire a virtual assistant or become a virtual assistant and then from there it'll just direct you through and then you'll be you'll be taken care of from there
1: now you notice ladies and gentlemen she emphasized the word the when she uh, said that Mm -hmm. because i'm sure you get lots of people just googling virtual gurus and they're not getting to where you you want them to be so i'm glad that you did that um i find this hard to believe but then again I don't because I am one that has been very vocal about my my, <laughs> <laughs> my, my no, this is not funny what I'm gonna tell you <laughs> stop <your> here <laughs> laughing <laughs> but I've uh, I've suffered from depression two or three times majorly over my life and you know when people look at me oh rivers corbett no way depression depression and so we're listening to you and the eloquency of the uh, the dialogue and the fun and man you, you would be a really amazing person to hang Out with, but you're self described as socially awkward. I find that very (laughs) interesting. So, why do you describe
2: yourself as socially awkward? Oh man. Um, I, I get anxious as heck when I need to speak in front of people, regardless if it's like one or four people or 10,000 people or 800 people. And it's, it's something where I just naturally get anxious. Like I, I think I have struggled with social anxiety in the past. Yes. And I, I would uh, – I, I don't seem like it because I'm kind of starting to get used to this, but I am totally an introvert. Um, I prefer to be home alone. Uh uh (laughs) I prefer to be with my animals, walking with my headphones on. And Uh it's just who I am. Like when it comes to networking, even I don't go to a lot of networking events because I feel like I'm too socially awkward for them. Uh Um, so it's, it's, it's something that I've struggled with all since I was young. And it's something though, in this last two years, I've kind of been forced into the spotlight to, mm. to, to take a hold of it and, and learn to embrace it. And that's kind of what I'm doing now is, is just learning to embrace it and say, this is who I am. Yeah. Um, but I'm also learning to, I'm also like, this is the one thing that I'm super proud of, but I'm also learning to know my limits Yes. and, and that's important. So You know, like uh, somebody asked me to go and talk on stage at um, Collision, and I said no. Yes. Um, And that's because I know that I wouldn't be able to do it, and I would just freak myself out, and I would get upset with myself, and I'm not going to put myself through that. So it's yeah, it's something that you learn as you go, you know, like what are your limits? Um, you know, and then at the same time is you got to be yourself and yes. not try to be like everyone else because the moment you try to be like everybody else, then my anxiety and my, my awkwardness gets even higher.
1: Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say, you know, it's interesting. I, I wouldn't say you got to know your limits, uh, to have a healthy debate with you, but I would mm-hmm. say you got to know who you are. And within you know that, within yeah. that there comes, okay. I, I just not, I'm not interested in doing that. I, it's not a limit. It really is a. I, don't, I just don't want to do that because I'm not comfortable doing it.
2: Exactly. Yeah. yeah
1: and I, I, I totally get that I mean I, I love the stage I really do uh, but I really you get me into a, you know a networking environment I'll, I'll, I'll arrive at the you know five minutes to go before dinner started so I don't have to network because I just don't enjoy it
2: yeah yes yeah. So, yeah.
1: so I mean it's it's okay it is, it is who you are and you're just saying don't be apologetic and when we started this conversation Bobby you started off with I'm you know I encourage people to be who the they are, and mm-hmm. you're, you're living that example. So, uh, so that's really, really cool that you've done that. And you know, we we talk about we, we part of one of the questions here is what are your tips for overcoming insecurities and socially awkward situations as an entrepreneur? I think that still gets back to the tip: is just be yourself, be yourself. accept that, and mm-hmm. uh, away you go. I heard a dog bark in the background. What, uh, what kind of dog? No, don't apologize. No, I love it. I love it. I love it. Seriously, I think it's so cool. I love the kids come to work now. I love the dogs and cats come to work. It's yeah. so
2: cool. He's our
1: office dog. Yeah, and what's his name?
2: Archie.
1: Archie. In way, uh, yeah. And And the, what kind of dog is Archie?
2: He is a three-pound, fully-grown toy Yorkie. Oh, uh, man. Uh, he, yeah. You yeah, have t- you,
1: you have touched my heart. I had a 10-pound little Yorkie named Gracie who left us this past year. And, oh, man, they – oh, boys, oh, boys. You really are making me cry now, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but good for you. Yeah, that's, they're just lovely, lovely, lovely dogs.
2: It's so – Part of the culture here too, because in my office, so I've separated myself from the office so I could have this interview. And because yes. we have an open space type office, and you know, if somebody's having a bad day, Archie just goes over and they put him on his their lap and they're like, okay, I'm good now, you know, and it, it just helps because our fast growth is it's tough when yes. we're bootstrapped, right? So we're, it's tough. Like we can't hire all of this in inbound or office support we need. Yes. Um, so stress is, stress is easy around here right now. And so trying to make them happy and trying to make them, you know, Rolling in and in okay um the dog certainly helps with that <laughs> yeah well
1: they they have it mm-hmm. they have a talent and yep. uh, I, I, I i we were talking about quotes earlier i remember one that i saw is, why do dogs why don't dogs live long because they just reach perfection so fast mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. we'll talk about perfection uh and this is uh kind of just a, a segue into a pretty cool uh award that you recently took home as the startup canada women entrepreneur of the year award for the prairies that's pretty cool stuff congratulations
2: yeah thank you thank you that was that was that was a quite an amazing uh feeling to be honest <laughs> and how,
1: how'd you make out getting up on stage to get that award
2: oh it was hard yeah. um and the cool thing is 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 you know i just i don't know i think my other one award was harder so i'll, I'll just kind of briefly tell you a quick story but sure. um just not even less, a year ago i won an award we won the uh emerging growth award for all of the Alberta startups, yes, um, our businesses. And I had it all in my head what I was going to say and knew, okay, this and that, and had it all. I got up on stage and my awkwardness just kicked in mm. high gear and I just went, thank you, and walked off. Yes. And <laughs> I was like, okay, that was a rookie award-winning mistake and it was something that I knew I needed to work on. So I won another award right after that um, and I got a little bit better at that one and that was for the Tech Awards. And then for this award... I actually went up prepared with, uh, you know, what I wanted to say. Um, and I just touched about the diversity and I had one ask for the crowd and, 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 you know, and, and it was just, uh, it was good. I really enjoyed it and I really liked the people and, and, yeah. um, yeah. it's something that it's motivating my, my team even more.
1: Is there a, How's that?
2: I took them all to the award night. Um, I took a whole bunch of them. And, uh, you know, it just it motivated them. They all came back and they were just full of jazz. Yeah. They're ready to rock. And yeah. it's just, it was great. It was,
1: yeah, it's a wonderful energy what Startup Canada has created across the country. And then by bringing events like this together uh, with the people that uh, I, I remember, I was in, I, I'm one of the founding board directors for Startup Canada. And we were doing a Crash Canada tour, stopped in PEI in the way. and uh, And there was this reporter outside of the room where all these entrepreneurs are. And he says, what's going on in there? He says, I've never in my 18 years of journalism experienced such energy in a room. I looked at him and I said, those are entrepreneurs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those are entrepreneurs. So Bobby, um, talk to us about, uh, talk to us uh, if Archie was going to start a business tomorrow. Uh, what uh, what, are, what is the one piece of advice that Archie the dog would get from you uh, that you say you must do this, Archie, in order to be successful in business? And your answer can't be have a great culture because we already talked yeah. about that.
2: Yeah. Um, my answer would be to believe in your idea, Mm. even if it fails, even if it fails, Mm. failure is, is not, you know, for me, I didn't think this was going to go where it's at. I have a lot of people out there who have thought this wasn't going to go where it is. And I've had people tell me this isn't going to be scalable. People Mm. have told me it's not going to grow any further than it is. It's not going to, you know, and, and I didn't believe in any of them. I I didn't believe Uh, any of them. I just said, you know what? I think this has the ability to go somewhere. I think this is going somewhere, and even if, and if it doesn't, then at least I believed in myself, mm. and that's all I have. And it's you know, I know so many startup entrepreneurs that are aspiring startup entrepreneurs out there who have ideas, but they don't want to go and take it. And you know what? Yeah. Like you will never know unless you do it. And right. even if you fail, it's not failure; it just ex- gives you experience for the next one. Well, why is why do we
1: why do we kind of demonize failure? Why why can't we just embrace it? as our friends in the South do, that it's just a part of life and it's a part of growth. What what is and you know, I I I, I know the typical answer will we're Canadiana and and so on, but what do you think is the deeper psyche behind that, in your opinion?
2: Um I, I think it's the risk like i honestly think that people out here are just not ready for the risk yet and of certain things it's getting better so you know don't get me wrong it's getting better and there's so much like support out there for you like i have so much amazing support out here yes. in alberta um yes. But it's, it's, there's those naysayers that just don't understand it. And they're, and, and they could be investors, they could be whatever. And they're just like, Oh, this isn't scalable, but you're like, okay, so how come I'm growing 20, 30%, <laughs> and I'm over, I'm all, you know, like, I don't get it. Yeah. Um, but I think it's just that risk factor, you know, whether if you're an investor, but you even not even just about investors, just about anybody is like, Oh, that's not gonna, that's not gonna go. And you're like, well, well what about saying, you know what, Bobby, this has the, the ability to go far yeah. and give me that words of encouragement. Yes and show me and, and so then i can show you you know and it's it's just it's important so i think that we 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 just kind of change our language a little bit to encourage the rest of the people
1: love it i love it and <laughs> coming from a entrepreneur who has created a diverse workplace you understand about different dialogues different conversations <laughs> as it <Yeah. laughs> means to motivate people so um um the the virtual gurus was uh, was noted according to the note that I have in front of me in particular is <laughs> the fastest growing remote agency in Canada. So you're creating a legacy of yes, a, yes, a business uh, and a, and a, and a uh, successful business, but I think there's something else that you want to be your legacy of what the virtual gurus is all about. Can you touch on that?
2: Um, yeah. So, I mean, I guess, I guess it's just, we're breaking barriers. Yes. And, and I want to continue breaking barriers. Um, and I want to continue pushing those barriers where people say, you can't do this. I'm going to push that barrier to show them I can do it. Mm. Um, you know, and that's super important to me, but it's not only important to me because it's me and it's no selfish part reasons at all. It's because now I'm encouraging all the contractors that work for us to have now have their own businesses through us and have all the stuff. I'm encouraging them that if I can do it, so can they. Mm. And that's super important to me. Um, but uh, as far as continuing the legacy, um, I mean, you know, we, we really just started moving into working with larger corporations on building them full remote teams. So we have large companies who I can't say the names, but they, we build them full remote teams of 50 people, this or that. Like we're building remote teams, sending, here's your remote team, um, you know, and, and no other company at this point in the freelancing industry is doing that at this point. And that's kind of the way we're, we're taking the company now. Um, we're still never going to forget the little, the, the little guys. Um, but we're always going to start to have to kind of break those barriers and move on to the different and the higher things. Um, one thing that we're working on right now as well is matchmaking algorithms and creating the development of it, and so this way we can fully automate that uh, for the smaller clients, and that's that's pretty huge for us too. Um, but I definitely see that uh, you know being one of the largest, I think the largest in Canada, it's great, but I want it to be North American largest. Yeah. You know? <laughs>
1: yeah, I bet you do. And so. I I thought that was going to be the last question, but it's not. If that's okay with you, I got one more question for you, You just out of pure interest. I'm sure you get asked a lot of times by customers: uh, Can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do this? And you got a laundry list, like like four million miles long or wide, and of things that they want to have done. How do you decide as to, you know, one, what is that core? The, the, the hub of the core competency, but then also other services that you bring to the full to, to serve your customers as, as a virtual guru.
2: so so that's the thing is is we've since evolved from being just virtual assistants to actually freelancing remote workers because virtual assistants really falls under the administrative spectrum and Mm. um we do so much more than that now so we also have like so we have administrative specialists uh so executive and and general but then we have marketing uh specialists we have social media specialists we have web designers bookkeeping uh you know and so we're kind of Reach, uh, we're expanding the umbrella, so to say. Um, so what we do is we have a core services document that the sales team have, and it is always evolving because when you onboard new contractors, you get to know their what we call their vital statistics. Um, and then we get to know their vital statistics. We do our whole onboarding with them. We realize, oh my God, this person can edit podcasts. So then we have now we uh, offer podcast editing. Um, you know, so it, it just keeps evolving. Uh, the one things that we won't get into are more of the higher stuff, like uh, you know, engineering and, yeah. and and app development and that type of stuff, uh, uh, just because it's not not our skill set. But uh, um, we're certainly always evolving. Yeah, for that, sure. is, that is so cool.
1: Well, my friend, unfortunately, mm-hmm. entrepreneurs have short attention spans, or else we could keep talking for hours. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>.
2: we, <laughs> we might have lost about a half an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> this has been
1: epic, and uh, I one, congratulations on your journey. Two, uh, I so appreciate your time, and three, what a what a great honor it is to uh, have you be a Canadian entrepreneur in our ecosystem for other entrepreneurs to look to. to to, to have inspiration but also learn how to do it right so uh, you know, just wonderful stuff congratulations um what about uh we know how to get a hold of the virtual gurus how do we get a hold of you if someone just wants to hang out and ask you a question hmm.
2: sure it's uh bobby at so bobby is b-o-b-b-i-e and then at the virtual Um So I can't keep up with my uh, emails right now, so I do have two assistants that are managing them. So uh, just put in the subject, uh, heard you on Rivers Corvette, and then um, and then I'll be able to, then I'll know right away that they can action it. So you're freaking, for sure.
1: You're freaking wonderful. All right, my friend. Well, thank Thank you you so much for being here today, and uh, we'll look forward. I look forward to the opportunity of uh, looking you in the eye and saying it's nice to meet you. (laughs)
2: Likewise, my friend. Thank you. Have a good one. (laughs) Bye. You too. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you for joining us this week on the Startup Canada podcast, a show dedicated to unlocking the entrepreneurial potential of every entrepreneur with access to inspiring stories and tangible lessons to help you run your business. Till next week, I'm Rivers Corbett leaving you with the latest startup community news and upcoming events like our popular hashtag Startup Chats on Twitter every Wednesday and Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern.